For 40 years, Michael Myers has haunted this town. He is the essence of evil, and evil dies tonight. Halloween Kills, rated R, under 17, not admit without parent, in theaters and streaming only on Peacock now. Welcome to Ascension of the Chessmen, diving into the esoteric, occult, spiritual, and conspiratorial aspects of life, focused on solutions to the problems we face in our everyday lives. Let us ascend above all differences. Let us be the light in darkness, a breath of fresh air to those who can hardly breathe, and together, awaken into greatness. This is Ascension of the Chessmen with your host, Andre Mitty. Welcome to the Ascension of the Chessmen podcast. I am your host, Andre Mitty. Today's guest is a spiritual seeker and the host of the Interverse podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, hobbits and fairies, give a warm welcome to my brother, Chance Garten. Thanks for coming on, brother. Happy to have you. Hey, I'm glad we got hobbits and fairies with us. (laughs) Oh, they're always around, brother. They're lurking. <laughs> Don't I know it? Heck yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Good I, to be I just, here. Thank you. Yeah, I love making it fun, so I had to add that in there. <laughs> but I think people like it, so we're going with it. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. I mean, what's the point otherwise? <laughs> otherwise, you're just working like right. a war king. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't it's sound... Like, it's not right. I'll work, no play. It makes Jack a dull boy or whatever it is. I'm turning my life right now into full-time productive play, explorative, productive, but fun. There's like a new rule. People probably that know me have already probably heard me say this, but my new rule for life, it's an experiment. Sure. But the rule is if it isn't hell, yes, it's hell no. And I've been living that way for a while. And I think you can do this. I think it actually works. And it's the opposite of what we were told by the boss. (laughs) (laughs) right they don't want you to think that way yeah it's like scarcity versus abundance man like you know seeing like setting limits all around you is just going to keep you in a cage versus realizing there's no cage at all except the one you trapped yourself in to begin with and once you take yourself from the lack mentality to the slack mentality heck yeah (laughs) i love it man yeah uh so I, i guess for those who aren't familiar can you explain what it is that you do and I guess what woke you up to realizing maybe there's more to this life than you originally taught or thought? Oh boy. You know, that's a fun thing because you wake up to there's more and then plus extra all the time. But what I do currently regularly is my podcast Interverse, which you can find all over the internet's interversepodcast.com. Probably the most fun way to access is Rockfin right now because that is where the primo content is at. I have it on Patreon too, but with Rockfin, you get that whole Netflix replacement jive where you no longer have to uh, support Cooties Flicks, Cuties Flicks, I should say. (laughs) (laughs) Cuties, Cooties, whatever, similar thing. Right. And instead, you've got the entire world of indie creators at your fingertips with Rockfin. So, I do a two-hour show weekly over there, one hour for free people on the YouTube and other platforms. There's also my second show that I started a few months back that is so much fun called Vibe Rant. I feel like I have to say it slowly because otherwise the the pun kicks in and it sounds like vibrant, which is what I'm going for. We vibe, we rant, we have fun. The whole goal is to laugh more and turn conspirituality into something with levity. 
so that we can actually do the ascending thing and the expanding yeah. thing and not just be like, it's all terrible. Or <laughs> here's the way that you must operate and look at things. Otherwise you're wrong. It's none of that. And we have mm. a live show Wednesday nights vibrant where the community can call in, can send us memes. We'll put them on the air. It's like everyone's show, not just mine. So it's cool to have that balance where we get thick into the heady chats with Interverse. Still fun, but yeah. more free and uh, open with Vibrant. Also, I do morning videos where I get into some divination stuff where I, I draw cards from multiple decks. The primary aspect of the divination, it's always going to have I Ching and Tarot. So the Eastern and the Western wisdom traditions coming together. Yeah. And there's a really awesome flow state with that. I noticed that the community that taps in, they're on the same wave as what the cards show. A lot of times I had whatever the cards are talking about the day before, but I think that's just, we're all on a different part of the wave and I'm like maybe surfing in front of it, mm. which is cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ahead of the game. <laughs> it's Aries thing. Yeah. So initiator, but we, uh, we do those every morning, most mornings, I should say, unless I have something else going on. And I'm also into what I call aura technician work or fun. <laughs> I don't like work. That word is done. I'm done with that word. But fun where we get into someone's energy field with tuning forks and find all the sticky spots, the dissonance, and bring coherence to the whole thing because yourself is contained in the energy that is in and around your body in your personal bubble space that six feet that they don't want you going past right that thing so by working with that sealing up the holes what i call the memory hole because mm. when your r is punctured from the outside which is always going to happen if you've been living like many of us all started out at least if we're not still there to a degree living with the outer world leading your inner world instead of the inner world leading the outer world the way it should be alchemically if you got inverted which we're all taught to do then there are puncture holes from the outside in to your aura it's like snakes eat trying to eat your egg is how i would put it and your energy your light leaks out of these holes or maybe you even have been taught to give it away and and let other people eat your light instead of being self-containing so the work i do with the sound healing helps people seal up those holes, contain their own light better, and basically remember more of who they are at the end of the day, because the more of your personal light and your personal energy that you can hold as a vessel, because that's what the body really is, an alchemical vessel, the more you, um, the more you know just inherently, the more you remember, your memories are in there, it's all in there. So that work has been, that fun has been really important to me. And it's been really awesome. I have noticed nonstop positive changes in my life since I started doing that with people. And I'd love to do more. If that sounds interesting, hit me up. And uh, that's kind of the main things I'm into. I do a lot of other things. I'm an artist. I'm, I have a lot of friends to talk to. And, you know, life is all kinds of flavors. But those are the ones that my internet presence wants you to know about. <laughs> It's beautiful, man. Um, you know, I've had some experiences, you know, doing sound baths and, um, you know, sound healing sessions. Um, I've never messed with tuning forks, but I've listened to many podcasts on the subject, uh, you know, ones with you included. And, um, you know, it's always fascinated the hell out of me. And 
I think there's so much to be done with that. And I love how you say we're all remembering who we are because I've been using that same terminology for quite some time, man. And it's like, you know, we always have these like moments of insights or like, um, I can't think of the word. Um, it's like a pif- like an epif- a sudden epiphany. And it's like, to me, it's like, it's like, we already knew what we just are now remembering. So it's, it's about remembering what we forgot. So it's like we have memory loss or something or a culture of, of amnesia. And we're all slowly at different processes of coming out of that unawareness, forgetfulness of who we really are and, you know, harnessing our true power, taking our power back. And like you said, man, having fun and not, not like dreading everything we do or like, you know, putting expectations on it or um, putting an emphasis on how it's going to go one way or another, but just surrendering to the flow of, you know, the infinite possibilities of where it could take you and, you know, just floating down that river. (laughs) Love that you said infinite possibilities. That is the thing, you know, because love is infinite possibilities. That's actually the truth. Mm. The really cool thing about truth, but is also the thing that trips people up, is that infinity is truth. Those words are synonymous. You also call that God or creator. These things are infinite. And that means they're, if if you're infinite, that means it cannot be defined, actually. Mm -hmm. There's no boundaries that can be put on it or words that could describe the totality of it, which means the only way you can find truth is by finding what it's not and ruling that out. I like compare it to knowing your rights. Mm. The thing about rights is you don't need to know these 10, your bill of rights. That's what you can do. That's a lie. That's actually a major limitation because in truth, you have the right to do anything except for this handful of things that infringes on someone else's ability to do anything. So it's apophatic. That's the discovery of self is apophatic as well. That's why we got to go through a bunch of these spiral paths that show us what we're not really about, what's not really fun, what's not really you, what's not, what's not me. And by eliminating process of elimination, the few things relative to the infinity that we're not, that opens us up to the love. But Fear, which is what we're trained in, is the belief that things have got to be one specific, like ultimate fear is like, there can only be one way. And if it's not that way, I'm screwed. People find this with, uh, I think this is why people get so messed up in relationships, even when it started off with love, because the love forms attachment, which is natural, but you still got to be able to let go or not be afraid of if it doesn't work out and not living in the future because the fear that the only way you could be happy is with this one outcome is antithetical to love and it will kill the love that was there. Mm. The real love is honoring the infinite potential in whatever it is that you love and love is a verb. So how do you honor and nurture the infinite potential in a thing? You view it, you observe it in a detached manner, which is tricky if you got attachment because of how much you care. The key though is that you never really love anything outside of self. And if you think you do, that's where you start to move into the, if you think you love anybody or anything more than you love yourself, that's where you start to move into the fear vibration. And this is a tricky thing because you think, oh, I'm supposed to love, I'm supposed to love the world and I'm supposed to love everyone else. But it's actually 
a big scheme that's gone all the way back to the Cat Hole Lake Church and their whole, you know, Savior Messiah programming where we were taught the proper way to love is to kill yourself for the world, let the world kill you, essentially. It let everyone eat your light. And the solar plexus is a great lesson for this. Solar plexus is your treasure chest. That's what I've been calling it lately, because it's the mm. chest and it's got the golden energy. Yeah. And you can look at it like a lantern. The more of your own light that you contain, self-contain, and solar plexus is all about healthy boundaries. So it's literally learning to put a lock on your lantern and keep it locked. Lock that, lock that shit up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you're not providing any light for other people. What it means is instead of them getting in you and eating your light or you just handing it out because you think you need to self-sacrifice in order to show love, you show yourself love by continually storing and building up that prana, that charge, that chi, that electricity, that light in this healthy vessel, this self-contained vessel. And the brighter you shine because you do that, and the brighter you shine, the more people are going to see where they're at and who they are just by the presence that you provide. Mm. And that is how you actually give people presence. It doesn't mean you can't give things or share or all that but it's like where is it self-sabotaging where is it self-sacrificing exactly at the point where you think that they are more important than you or you love them more than you love yourself and in fact i think is i don't care come at me like some people would be like this is satanic or luciferian whatever (laughs) it's not (laughs) there's no isms about this this is just the recognition that the the sense of i am and the feeling of self like if you took away all the identity from a being it could be a squirrel or it could be you and everything about like where you're at and geospatial coordinates and the name that you've got and all these identifiers and memory, all that is left. If you took it all away, that the one that you couldn't take away is the feeling that I exist. I am, I am what I am. No labels, no description, no past, present or future. Well, just present actually. That's that it. sense of I amness is identical in every living being. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I mean when I say all is self because it's literally the only thing that exists. So if you love self, if that's what you love, you'll be able to show care to anybody. And that's all that anyone ever meant when they said love other people was show care. Mm. What you love is self. You love the self that's in them. You love the self that's in you. It's life force energy that is synonymous with this self. Life force energy is the self-existing, eternal, self-generated, no beginning, no end aspect of reality. It is reality. Existence and life are actually synonyms. When you get that straight, you realize that existence is, (laughs) reality is the only thing that exists. That's part of coming into the frequency of truth or the vibration of truth Mm -hmm. and stepping away from artificial storylines and just getting into the what is. You live from, I am what I am and it is what it is. God and goddess merging into one alchemical marriage. That is where you wanna be and loving yourself is the key. And if you can do that, store and hold and contain your own light, you become the lantern that other people see who they really are through. And the more that light you hold, the more you ascend in the sense that you begin to sense more of the truth of who you are and remember more of who you are. There's nowhere actually to go. There's no other dimension to ascend to. It's actually just what ascends is the, the bandwidth frequency of what you are aware of about life and reality. And as we do that, watch what will happen. Extinct creatures will come back. You know, the world will get green again. Mm. Things will happen that we thought were impossible. 
yes. our powers beyond what even the X-Men. All right. this is ours within reach. And we're just at the beginning of the journey of collecting this treasure. We're just now figuring it out. This is the right. lesson humanity is going through right now. This is where the universal flow in the Tao is trying to take you is the store your own light, hold mm -hmm. that light, become a better vessel, seal up the leaks. You know, if you got holes in your pocket, it doesn't matter how many coins you put in there, the treasure gets lost. So mm. most important thing right now, plug up the holes, healthy boundaries. Your treasure is your light, is yourself, is your memory. All these things are one and you've got no beginning or no end. So what is there to fear? What is there to lose? How do you take away something from that which has everything? You can't. And so that's where you're at. Like you, you're already the all because the only thing that was true about you is your energy, which is self, just self-existing. So you can't really, there's no wrong answers. You can't lose even. Yeah. I'll stop there, but like, I'm getting kind Dude, of fired up. <laughs> no, no, that was amazing, brother. I couldn't agree more, man. And, uh, you know, I, I had, um, quite the realization, um, through, a five grams in silent darkness mushroom experience where I was able to, you know, see myself and from complete eyes of unconditional love and knowing that you are always protected. This is for anyone out there. Like you always have this armor all around your aura of nothing but divine protection. And it's when you self-sabotage people, please, you know, do all these self-defeating behaviors, like become our own worst enemy based on the programming, whether it's childhood, society, whatever, like all these uh, domestifications we fall into and um, rewiring that and remembering, remembering where we came from and where we belong, where we're supposed to be where we are right now, you know, in this moment and, uh, you know, not forgetting that. And, you know, when we times when we do forget that to like still come back to that memory to ground us and to not get us lost in the woods of, you know, confusion and the bullshit of the world, man, like there's so much out there that can like get us off of our path and like, you know, where we were meant to keep walking down and you know it's like like you said man it's like we get these holes and like we give our light away versus realizing no one can ever put this light out if we don't let them and if we you know realize you know we're we're always protected we're always always protected man and that's a revelation i had through that experience and it's always stuck with me man like every time I feel overwhelmed, that's something I can come back to and point towards like, no, you know who you are. Like, you know who you are and you have nothing to fear, you know, false evidence appearing real. Like all that stuff is keeping us from being in that joy play, that childlike imagination, you know, like just what life is really meant to be, you know? And anytime we get outside of that, we're taking it too seriously. Like we're forgetting we have to laugh like at ourselves at others, you know, that's part of the game of life, man. Is like realizing it is a game and it's like meant to be fun. Life and laugh are practically the same word dog. It's right? for a good reason. <laughs> right. I, I think it. here's a funny joke. Death is a psyop. Somebody said that in a chat today. And I was like, I like that ding, 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 yeah. because 
death is just a point of separation. Oh, uh, in your you believe it's separation, but it's really more like mitosis, mm-hmm. I think. So right. it's not even a. De- it's just a. It's it's not really division. You can look at it like multiplication. But anyway, off that subject. Uh, Ram Dass mentions like taking off a loose shoe. Exactly, exactly. Which means that you actually expand, not contract. So it's not division. It's exactly. uh, it's more multiplicative. But what you have with self defeating behaviors. This is something that I was realizing today. I saw somebody mention in a chat group I'm in about how they just like fell off the wagon and they were doing lines of opioids or something. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's harsh. And then the next thing that they said was about, uh, something about like a boyfriend mistreating them or being mean or something. And I immediately, I was like, Oh, well, here's why you have the reason why you have the addiction is because you don't have a healthy boundary with somebody that's really close to you in your orbit. And we get this backwards. We think if I could just fix my problems and the uh, the self defeating, self sabotaging, addictive behaviors I've got, then my relationships would get better because I wouldn't suck so bad. But it's actually the other way around. Mm-hmm. The reason why you even are drawn to the self harm in the first place is because you, your entire energy field is being drained by a, a bad dynamic all the time, and the 3D reality expression of that of you doing some self-sabotaging or addictive behavior is actually just symbolic Mm. of the parasitic energy relationship that you're in with somebody else. So you got to work the other direction. And again, this is like the opposite of what we've been told. Like you need to work on yourself so that your relationship gets better, you know, stick, stick it out. Sometimes people fight all that stuff. But really, if you are, if you find this is harsh, maybe reality to come to grips with, but I've had to do it a couple of times in my life. So at this point, I'm just like sure about it. Right. But if you are self-sabotaging, self-defeating in addiction, the very first thing that will help you is to like break up with who you're with, even if they seem like they're not that bad and just see what happens from there. Because the great thing about truth is that no matter where you go or what you do, what's true will be there. So yeah. if that's like the one for you and it's meant to be, I'll they're not going to leave you your eventually. life. You just yeah. need a different boundary. Right. Yeah. But most likely probably they'll go off and do something better for them and you'll get better. Mm. And it doesn't mean you don't care about them or love them. You still can. But I think that the reason why people do the self-sabotaging addiction, think about the word addiction, add diction. Addiction is words, it's story. You're adding a story. You're believing in fiction. Addiction is fiction. So the reason why you might have the ad addiction is because you may think you're in love with somebody, but you're in love with the story. You love the story that you have about you and them. Or you're afraid of like changing the story because so many people know your story that it would be like, you know, you're going to lose face if you change your story and you admit that that story wasn't the real truth or whatever. But it's uh, it all comes down to like, are you living in reality or are you living in fiction? And I think addiction is living in fiction and layering on stories that aren't true. And oftentimes those stories relate to how you and somebody else, usually a romantic partner, why you're together and why you should be together or why they're the one or like twin flame or all this stuff. So yeah. you don't need any of those labels or stories. If it is what it is, then that's what it is. And not saying you can't be like 
committed and have agreements and, and all that. You just need to look at yourself honestly and decide if you're self-sabotaging or if you're in flow state. Not like people in that are frequently in flow state don't sometimes shoot themselves in the foot accidentally. Right. But if it's like a consistent thing and you just keep falling down like that, hurting yourself. Just keep running in circles. Yeah. It's not it's not the addiction that's hurting you. It's the energy dynamic of a fiction that you believe in. I really I really think this is the case. Uh, I've seen it enough that I'm sure about it, actually. So if anybody out there is struggling with addiction, consider who you're with as a relationship and see if noodle that. Think about that. I know it's hard, but right. sometimes you like rip the Band-Aid off and you, it feels good to feel good and you'll forget all about how hard it was to, to drop the story real quick. So be brave, everyone, and, and don't try to come at it from the solving your self-sabotage problems. Instead, get real, solve the story. Right. And it's actually easier because that's done on the mental plane and it can be done like, like that, a snap of the fingers. I love it, brother. Um, yeah, just carving out a new trail for yourself. And, you know, it's like, it's almost like the, the Groundhog Day story, you know, like you're just repeating the same thing over and over until you get the lesson or get what's supposed to be learned there until you realize, oh, this isn't the way to go. This didn't work for me a million times in the past. Maybe I should take this way this time. You know, and you start to apply these, this knowledge you've built over time, you know, gnosis with a G, you know, and um, starting to live that truth that you're, you're seeking that becomes who you are now rather than this fictitious story that you told yourself over and over again that you were when you weren't the whole time. You just, you know, believed the story was true when it was a fiction all along. And uh, yeah, man, I, I loved uh, the insight you had on, um, you know, proper use of cannabis and, um, you know, responsible use of that and also uh, pornography and, you know, you know, in the truth community and everything, you know, we have so much focus on all the darkness in the world and, you know, all the pedophilia going on, but what are we doing in our own lives to, you know, make the world a better place from that angle? You know, like how do we rid the world of pedophilia when we're still, you know, uh, you know, looking at porn every night or like plugging into part of the problem, you know, and focusing on the problem problem rather than being a part of the solution. And like, you know, not plugging into that anymore and not giving our energy to that. So yeah, let's dive into that a bit. Interesting to bring you, bring us to those two topics together <laughs> because they're actually the same problem. They right. might not look like it, but it's a similar problem. Maybe not exactly the same problem. So I'll start I'll with the cannabis mean. side, uh, the cannabis side, because I've probably since, the, I don't know, did you hear me talking about that with Mark Steves? Yeah. On, yeah. Uh, my yep. family thinks I'm crazy. Yeah. I've gone further down the cannabis abstinence path. Not that I've completely, I've used it since I talked to him, right. but intention, intentionally. So exactly. where, I've, where I'm at with it now is like, and this actually ties into the question of, well, how did I even start to wake up to who I was? And I bet a lot of people can relate to this. I had psychedelic experiences that were totally like, had no idea how transcendent it would be. I just thought I was doing it for fun a long time right. ago. And so like the me that you experience now and me really living my true self better than ever 
back in like 2013, I actually had glimpses of that for quite a while during some use of psychedelics where now I look at it like, oh, you're getting a massive infusion of inner light because of the fact that your chakras were being pried open with a crowbar. And that works, but each time that you do it, you are puncturing a hole in your energy field just to make that happen. Mm. And so it's not like you should never use the plant medicines, but realize the more you do it, the more Swiss cheese your aura gets and that your bubble gets if you're not repairing it intentionally. Right. And then the amount of light you're going to hold gets less and less because it's like you got holes in your pocket. Mm. But at the beginning of it, and it's not like it's great. The beginning of it is really great because it opens you a window in your mind to who you really are, even though you'll kind of, you know, when you come back down, you'll forget it to a degree because the light wears off. You're not holding it all because your vessel is it's kind of like if somebody wins the lottery, they can't keep that money and it goes bad for them because they they never had the vessel that could hold that much current because currency is just a manifestation of current, your electricity and your chi in the external. So if you got somebody that has no game in terms of holding their chi and you give them $12 million, just watch how fast it evaporates. All the different beings in their life that are eating their light will get some, and then they'll drop the rest and it'll be, they'll lose their fucking mind because they weren't ever supposed to hold that much chi without getting it. Uh, my friend Gabe even thinks that a lot of the gold that was plundered from the uh, original inhabitants of North America, the, uh, the other Egypt, if you will, you get into that stuff right, right. that the, Does that tie into tartaria sorry yeah yeah exactly the, right yeah i mean whatever label you give the previous civilization that had all this incredible infrastructure and wealth right their gold was plundered over a long period of time and maybe my friend gabe slick dissident on youtube check him out he's a gem Definitely. he uh he has an idea maybe it's his original idea maybe not who cares but he told me that like what if that gold was cursed and it's being laundered through the lottery and so they're Dude. letting some schmuck get that money, get totally fucked up by it. And then, you know, it goes back to the state. <laughs> I was just going to say that, dude. Like Taxation, everyone, everything goes back to the state eventually. Yeah, every, I was just going to say, I believe everyone that wins the lottery, it could be a curse. <laughs> like just winning it because like that's blood on your hands in a sense. Or, or like, you know, how much shame and guilt and lives are ruined by gambling addictions and, you know, the mafia ties to gambling, the gambling industry and all the harm and destruction that goes on from it. Like but it supports the education. Of, <laughs> yeah. wait, wait. And then you look at education and it's the same school bus as the prisoner bus. It's the same right. cafeteria food, the same tray that they feed them on, yeah, put them in classrooms great. instead of in cells. But it's like literally the department of corrections and the department of education are the same thing. It's yeah. Hilarious. They're just, down the hall from each other <laughs> yeah well anyway so on the subject of cannabis and the psychedelic thing you know i i really had a, a streak for a bit where i was like i got super advanced in terms of what i could express spiritually energy work i could do for people it was like all of a sudden i went from normie you know just graduated college person to like doing this shamanic stuff that was just coming to me naturally but like the lottery, I couldn't hold all that light forever. Mm. And eventually it kind of like knocked me down a few pecks, but that's okay because at the same time, when I went to the dirt, uh, I started to build something that could actually hold the light. And it took a few years for sure, but all that build 
is what you have to do because once if you build it yourself you know where everything is and when something goes wrong you know what the part was that went wrong and you can fix it i liken it to again like similar to the lottery if you got if you're a celebrity and you got all this money and uh, you bought a crazy sports car and it's like really complicated and fancy and then it gets messed up uh you don't know how to fix it yourself you're just bleeding money to keep it working whereas someone that built their own souped up badass car they know how to do it and to take care of it and efficiently and it won't ever even break because they'll hear that slight little ricket somewhere in the engine and they'll know exactly what part that is that needs a little bit of a tune-up and exactly they're not going to lose all their energy just because they have this sweet vessel or sports car whatever so that's the idea and uh cannabis definitely goes with this because it what it is is opening up chakras anything psychoactive is like prying open your chakras and a bunch of light comes through that's why things get that's why your perception expands like you see more of the bandwidth of reality the edges right. get fuzzier because you you're moving into the realm of potential and not so solid um narrow bandwidth experience and that's all really good but think about why you get a tolerance to cannabis it's because the hole that is puncturing in you every time you use it is um leaking that light out that you're expressing so mm. it's uh <laughs> over time i'm not saying that it's unhealthy to use cannabis all the time like for some people it's healing there's other things going on with terpenes this right. is not like shame on you poo poo if you're a daily cannabis user it's not i'm just offering where i'm at with it as somebody that was like eight years or so of exactly. morning yeah. afternoon night using it all the time and so with tolerance you know you get functional with it you're very functional and so maybe even like just look at the holes in the r with cannabis this is metaphor this is not like you're ruining your life so i want to make that super clear i don't want anyone to be upset about what i'm saying or think they're doing life wrong just offering my perspective on how it has been to now not feel like I have, you know, an addiction about it in terms of like, I don't have the story that I always need it. And mm -hmm. it, it changed automatically when I set proper boundaries with me and some people in my life, actually. Right. And then it wasn't like I had to make myself quit using it every day. I just naturally stopped. And uh, what's right. cool too, is that I know you universe or God wants me to use it and have it ceremonially because right it comes to me as a gift every like now instead of buying it i always have a, a little bit i always have enough for the next time or two if i want to use it for right. a few times so and then the as option. that gets to yeah. almost out someone just gives me more like right. out of the blue and it's really good stuff and they're like this is medicine i grew myself and it's always cool how it comes to me and i feel good about it so that's that you abundance know, man there it is exactly and this solar plexus is this generator of abundance actually it came up today in a sound healing session where I was working with someone on their solar plexus. And at the end, I drew a card from the I Ching and I, I was just telling them about this entire dynamic. <laughs> and the card I drew was abundance, which is 55 balance two balance fives. And it's a golden like goddess character, literally gold, like the solar plexus. So oh, abundance wow. is the buzzword that you generate. Mm. Yeah, man. I, I think what you're, you're pointing at here is just coming at it with respect you know, and giving it the respect it deserves. Like, like you said, man, like people can benefit from it. It can be used as medicine when used in the right way. 
and everyone has a different way that is right for them. Like we're not all operating on the same path of healing or, you know, uh, you know, the same, it's like, we're not given a map. Like this is the roadmap to your salvation or your home space where you like feel, you know, your best or in the best heart love space you could be at, you know, like we all get there in different ways. And like, dude, I, I go through the same things. Like, you know, I've, I never, um, had to test for any jobs or anything. So, you know, I never had a reason to stop. And it wasn't until after I did ayahuasca, I, I took 30 days off and I, you know, I cheated sometimes and smoked CBD as a placebo, but, um, I, I wasn't getting that high from it. You know, I wasn't getting the psychoactive effect. So I still had to like reassess of how dependent I had become on cannabis and like numbing myself out with it. And, you know, um, anytime problems arose, it was like, Oh, got to smoke cannabis. <laughs> like, you know, forget about what just happened today. Like, and not like looking at it like, Oh, what could I have done differently that next time something like that arises? Like maybe I should do this instead, or, you know, take a different route. And maybe this day wouldn't have been so chaotic as I made it seem like, and, you know, it's like, we, build a dependence on it. And it becomes like, um, something that we identify ourselves with, like I'm a stoner, I smoke weed. It's like, okay, maybe for this portion of your life, you did smoke weed, but that's not who you are. Like you are so much more than a stoner or any title you give yourself. And yeah, man, I couldn't agree more as far as, you know, just, building a healthy relationship with anything in your life, especially something like cannabis, you know, that can be used because it's all a tool, man. And you can beat yourself over the head with it, or you could build an awesome house to live in. You know, it's like, it changed my life in the biggest way. Right. It gave Same. me a different, it helped me think differently. Right. It helped me. It showed me what feeling good and feeling my own energy felt like mm. eternal gratitude for it. And it'll probably always be important tool in my life. Uh, but what feels good about the getting high, what is actually getting you high is the prana or the, the inner light that yes. is opened up by that chakra opening action of a psychoactive. Mm -hmm. And what you find when you start to get more self-contained that you get that you literally, you do get high on life. That is not a joke. Yeah. You might hear that and be like, oh, but it's not as you're high on life. Cool. But it can't be as high as I am because I'm smoking weed, but <laughs> it's actually like, it's, it's actually like. <laughs> The dragon that we've been chasing as regular users of right. that uh, of how magical it was when we first started getting high that even put us on course to do it regularly that exists without the substance yes. and that's true for every substance i've ever tried when i go out on a dance floor at like a electronic music show people ask me if i've got ecstasy or i know where to get it because i dance better and harder than the people <laughs> on ecstasy i love it <laughs> because i know what it's like to be in that vibe and i don't have right. to take it to get there right and i'm self-contained on it but what's cool about using cannabis with this new perspective in a more ceremonial or intentional way is that uh and even tastes different when you haven't had it for a long time when you taste it and it's been yes. a long time it's like oh this was what it tasted like the first time i did it it's yeah. different like it's very interesting it comes it's very sensually more you forget and it's never enough you know once you're in the depths of you know smoking endlessly like you just forget what it was like at the beginning when you started 
Exactly. And that's the you're dragon you were chasing anyway. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So what's cool is you're self-contained and then you like just do that little puncture in a sense of that opens up the chakras uh, for, you know, and it only take like one hit. Two might be too much if it's really strong. So that's awesome. It's, mm. It takes because a big part of the habit is like, how much time in the day did I spend packing the bowl or rolling the joint and this ritual thing? And that's really replace like that ritual ritual is great but you can replace that ritual with other ones because you now have more time yeah and you will naturally it's not like you need to do other people's ritual just watch what things emerge out of you as habits and rituals once you get more self-contained that's part of remembering who you are too yes. but then you you get into this new relationship with it it's been a week or more or whatever I'm not saying how long it even needs to be. Your rhythm is yours. Experiment. It's cool. It's all good. But when you do break the seal, all of a sudden, instead of like you've been constantly doing it and you've got a bunch of little perforations in the aura, so the light leaks out fast. Instead, there's like, it's like a, <laughs> a balloon that just has one tiny little hole poked <laughs> in it. And it's like, <laughs> like, uh, right? As opposed to if you stabbed it eight places at once, all the air would just be like, and it wouldn't hold any. So right. instead, uh, because you break the seal in this more ceremonial and methodical and less frequent way, the experience of all that light inside of you, you hold it longer. The high is longer. It's yeah. more intense. It can be, too, it can be too intense because now you're in a place of like more self-awareness to begin with, because you've gone through this journey with it and now you're in a new relationship to it. So get ready for like, Maybe you get a little too high now, or maybe it really brings out like, oh, I've got something up with my heart rate. Maybe I'm using too much caffeine. Like you're, you're going to, it's going to become the medicine that you always wanted it to be because that increased awareness is going to shine light on places where you're out of balance. And that might make it not quite fun, fun, but other times maybe it is. So I've had both, I've had it go both ways since I'm in this new rhythm and it was never like it was bad, but it's like there's hurdles now, but the obstacles are the course. Your inner child is waking up and it loves obstacle courses. So go towards that instead of being like afraid of it. Mm. But yeah, breaking the CLS often puts you in a place where you're like, it's really psychoactive. Yeah, right. I mean, I feel like I was communing with the gods at one point <laughs> right. a while right. back um, yeah. from this. So that's what I think is really uh, appealing about the new relationship to it is that the magic that it can bestow upon you is so much greater when you have a different rhythm, when you build up a charge, build up a charge and then break the seal. And now here's where we transition to talking about porn, <laughs> unless you want to respond, unless you want to respond. Cause that's fine too. I won't forget. No, I, I think, you know, that's what it boils down to, man, is just having respect for it and treating it like it's an offering or um, a ceremonial thing. Like, it's like, it's like using psychedelics for, oh, fun. I'm going to trip out, man, versus like, no, I'm going to do some heavy duty work on myself through this experience. And I'm not just going to run back to this experience to trip out again. Like I'm going to integrate this experience into my life and see what it brought up and apply those lessons into my life. And if, if that's the last time I have to do it and I learn what I needed to learn, so be it, hang up the phone. But like, yeah, I I'm totally for what you're saying, man, of like, we endlessly chase things that we like think 
are saving us when we're already healing ourselves through the work we've already done. And I, I think you brought this up on Mark's show of like, you don't realize like the more healing work you do, like cannabis doesn't work the same as it once did when you were, you know, early on in the healing process, like you're not the same person anymore. So of of course, it's not going to serve you in the same way. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I think it's George Carlin who said it begins to suggest its own disuse. Mm, And you don't even know how sharp, like you get to the point where you're, you're functional and you're a regular user, but you don't really know how sharp you are off it. You think everything's great and you're doing fine, but then just see how great you do without it. So one of the fun things about cannabis, especially early on, is that it's a head change. Yeah, Literally, it's a game changer in terms of the way you see and perceive reality. But if then that becomes your new baseline reality that's never different because you do it all the time, now all of a sudden the head change is not being on it. Mm. <laughs> you get me? Right. You get me? So yeah. that it feels good to not be on it. I'm high on life, like they say. Yeah. And the thing where this connects to pornography is that really cannabis is a physical manifestation of yin of Mm. divine feminine of yielding receptive energy so part of what happens when you open up chakras with psychoactives and i brought this up on marx is that you also become more sensitive to everything in the world which means that you're taking see chakras become closed because it's a it's not a defense mechanism only but it is like a it's an aspect of self-containment containing Mm. your own light in yourself but light is two-directional. Like when your light is just whoo, out there shining out of you because you've pried it all open, uh, also everything in the external is coming into you. Mm. So I I'll, I have to reiterate this, even though you, people may have heard it last time I was on Mark's show. But, you know, I, I was in this job I didn't like for eight years. It wasn't the worst job in the world, but I was going there stoned all the time. And then I was like, how do I get out of it? How do I get out of it? When I quit going there high, it was like a few weeks later I was out of it because right. <laughs> that's totally because know what you mean. Yeah, you're taking in everything you do while you're stoned is like a is like you're creating a reference point of that and yeah. accepting and inviting more of that energy into yourself in the future because you're literally taking it in more sensitively. I, I, I always say like if you're working a shitty job and you get stoned and go to that shitty job. The job just becomes shittier. It's it's not like it magically like becomes better because you're stoned. It's like no, it, it real- might feel better because you're like things are more neat or you're noticing more things. But yeah, it, it's not you're not going to get unstuck from it. Yeah, you know yeah. it's yin. Exactly. Yin is receptive. Feminine yeah. energy is receptive. So then, if you switch to using it intentionally and you use it in an experience that you want more of in your life, mm. you'll get more of that in your life. So. Just right. to be clear, I'm not saying you can't use it for fun. I'm actually saying it's great to use for fun. Right. If it's fun that you want more of in your life. Like right. one of the ways that I would break the seal is to go to uh, see music or right. around people I love. There's Stuff a like time that. and a place. Yeah. And it makes it, yeah, it makes it special because you're more sensitive to the thing you like and you're taking mm. more of it in. So, you know, I'm definitely not against using it in a fun sense like actually i'm all for that i'm saying don't use it for things that aren't fucking fun because you will get more of that for sure now agree so since it's the divine feminine it's like dark matter it's like anti 
<laughs> I don't want to say antimatter, but it's like, uh, it's volatile. It's fuel. It's mm -hmm. a, it's a fuel for sure. And, um, what is wrong with us in the external has a lot to do with the way that we rape and pillage the divine feminine body of the earth for things that we consider fuel or resources. And so pornography is the same way. It's like, it's this belief that you have the right to just access the feminine at whim without her involvement or permission or participation even. And it's like, so pornography is super rapey actually right um it's not that there's no place for eroticism in an artistic form i'm not saying that it's the same as with cannabis i'm like everything every po every poison in the right amount is actually medicine anyway right. but when it becomes like this is the habit this is how i access sexual energy this is how i access divine feminine energy well you know it's like what is the porn that someone's watching a lot of times it just gets like kinkier and kinkier, right? Or, oh, yeah. you know, in the degrading aspect. I mean, how many of the actors and actresses involved in it would want to be seen doing the things they're doing if uh, it wasn't for the paycheck or whatever? Maybe some. Don't get right. me wrong. This is not like a blanket statement. But my point is, oh, and here's what people do. They get stoned and then watch porn, right? Because they're getting yeah. stoned all the time anyway. It's yep. what they do. So now they're taking in that version of the divine feminine mm -hmm. and what ends up happening i think is that you draw to yourself a corrupted version if you're a guy corrupted version of the divine feminine or a rapey version of the divine masculine if you're mm -hmm. the female doing the same thing because women do this too but right. i can only speak for guys because i you know i am in the generation that got access to pornography as a, like in my late teens and then the yeah. internet got faster and that yep. became more of a thing up until my mid-20s when I started to figure out this dynamic of how bad it was hurting me. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> you'll Same draw, here. you'll draw corrupted aspects of the, I don't want to say like, I don't want to say that you'll get like a slutty chick that is not faithful to you or something. Cause no, it, that it, is it all comes like in different forms. Yeah. It's like about, I want to say corrupted. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. If you're not respecting the divine feminine, what you'll get is an aspect of the divine feminine. That's not respectable. Mm. Right. Or that doesn't respect you back or all of this. And respect right. just means to look and see. Uh, and that's what love is. Love is witness, really. And instead, you'll get story and fiction instead of true witness, which is what you wanted to begin with. So when yeah. you witness divine feminine in this negatively voyeuristic way and with pornography, and this isn't even talking about the aspect of it where uh, you've got all like you don't know even who these actresses on the pornography are and like are they involved with sex trafficking have they what made right. them choose the life that they are in right now and doing this you don't even know this is all being given to you for free yeah you're so just what's up with strangers that? fuck <laughs> yeah and you could get it for free like yeah well this production value <laughs> or it maybe not maybe lack thereof but whatever like the fact is it's about <clears throat> it's about respect because you learn to let the divine feminine come to you and offer herself to you and that or divine masculine offer itself to you if you're the female but I, like i said i'm speaking for men here because i'm one so at that is a perfect example of what i'm talking about when i say that after i quit the uh 
regular habitual addictive use of cannabis and even quit buying it and making it a transactional thing in the first place, right. it comes to me. It comes right. to me in a beautiful synchronistic way that I don't have to try for or plan for or even ask for. And it's offered to me in a way that's balanced and it's exactly enough without being too much. And this is Wu Wei, actually. Like what we're all, all really what we're talking about here is Wu Wei, the path of effortless effort or mm. effortless action. Learning to magnetize the experience you want to yourself instead of feeling like you've got to go out and force it the way that mm. you've been taught by the dominator aspects of culture. And so magnets, Magdala, Mary Magdala, the divine feminine, Mar, Maria, the sea, these, uh, this is the yin, like learning to magnetize your, your experiences to you, you know, instead of feeling like you got to go out and make it happen. Right. I'm not saying there's no time to go out in this yang way and find the thing and make it happen. It's balance. It's a balanced yeah, thing. Exactly. You do it, but how it is, is it fun or not? Like learn to do both, be comfortable with both and start. This is like, can't takes, be taught, but you will eventually be able to tell when it is time to magnetize or when it is time to go out and do the thing. And it all comes down to like, are you forcing it or not? What is fun? What are you being invited to in the sense by, by life? And you just go with the flow and realize that everything is for your enjoyment or enlightenment or both at all times. Mm. Anyway, that's enough ranting about it. There's probably more to say, but I just hope people see the connection between habitual cannabis use and pornography as a, an exploitation of the divine feminine or the yin aspect of reality. And that yeah. if you keep exploiting it, We'll keep seeing the earth be exploited. You'll keep seeing yourself harm your own body because your body is the yin aspect of yourself. Mm. It, anyway, so there it is. That all flows, I think. I love that, brother. Yeah, I, I was just going to add on, like, it, it, it takes forcing yourself to do things unnaturally to learn how to do them in the, that flow of the natural way of doing things and, you know, not just surrendering to the whole experience of, you know, this is what I want. I'm not gonna, you know, yeah, there's, there's something to be said about taking action to get what you want, but how much are you forcing that to like happen in some expectation type of way versus, okay, I know, I know what I want, but you know, I know that if I get what I need versus what I want, maybe that's what I really wanted all along was what I needed versus, you know, like wanting this expectation you have of exactly what it is versus no, it's something bigger than that. We just don't know what it is yet. And that's okay. Like, it's okay not to have it all figured out of exactly how it's going to happen. Like that's part of the mystery, like the, the story of the beauty of it. Like we're not supposed to know it all, you know, in a sense. Right. The unknown is where your treasure's at. Yes. All the exactly. treasure that you and only you would ever be able to find through your uniqueness is in the unknown waiting mm -hmm. for you out there. And it's the lack mentality that keeps you from exploring the unknown, really. Uh, and the lack mentality that keeps you in the pattern of the addiction, because you're like, well, without this story, I'm nothing. <laughs> Right. And uh, that's when forcing comes into play because you're like, 
if I don't force reality to conform to the story, then my, my life isn't meaningful instead of realizing that everything is meaning we're meaning making beings like our existence is meaningful and they can simplify it down to i'm actually ready to just for me i've answered this big question of like what's the meaning of life Mm. maybe this is too simplified for people but i think truth is simple yeah so i'm going to just pose it as a question i'm not telling you it is but what if the meaning of life is life (laughs) (laughs) what if the point of existing is to exist Mm. what what would you do then maybe we'd relax and i think that that the divine feminine the mother the nurturing aspect of of life force energy wants us to relax actually especially the male side but you know we've got we've got hyper masculinized females and we've got hyper feminized males we we should all have both it's yin yang there's a a light in the dark and there's a dark in the light and we need to learn that but it's about like maybe know your role here in the the battery thing like the positive negative charge and that the negative isn't doesn't mean evil either Mm. and get out of the true false mentality and in the more the the, uh, dominant of wider inclusion you could call it i believe it was charles fort that came up with that concept that we're moving into an era that will be defined by wider levels of inclusion. And you get this inverse through the uh, media and stuff where you must be inclusive, but what they're including is ratios and labels and divisions. Mm. It's like, we need your story is what we're including. We're making all the room for your story here about you're this, and it's why you've got the the biggest victim badge and whatever, (laughs) because of this identity that you're now uh, playing politics with. The real dominant of wider inclusion, the real inclusivity is like, I just got back from this Flattoberfest, Flat Earth Festival mm-hmm. in South Carolina. It was so amazing because yeah. like we all maybe agree on one thing that we've been lied to about everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> but we all got different cosmology probably. They all have a different take or like we've researched different aspects of like why we don't uh, accept the NASA lie or the many lies that come to us. Right. So like I come at it, I'm agnostic, earth shape agnostic. I'm happy to be that. I don't need anyone to accept one way of looking at it or at another. But right. like I said at the beginning, truth being apophatic, let me, let's talk about all the ways I can rule out the things you've been told are true by right. simple observation. And then yeah. let's go from there. Let's talk about it. And right. I've got room and the people at this festival, they were the most loving. They're so kind. Like when we went in there, nobody, everyone's mingling with each other. We're all stoked. Nobody asked me a single time, what do you do for a living? It might be because I'm <laughs> handing out interverse cards, but I never heard that conversation. Maybe it happened, but right. it was not. No pe- small people talk. were not identifying with each other by story. They yeah. were they were relating to each other and respecting each other in the moment, sharing the energy of that particular present. Mm. And so the past wasn't really a factor. It was like, this was a big thing in the divination read I did this morning. We're all on this journey where we're at right now might be surrounded by new people or strangers and it's time to get comfortable with not knowing everyone's history not knowing their family history not knowing their life story and just being like do i vibe with you right now because (laughs) if i had if i had your whole life story i would probably be able to like nitpick of wow wow yeah kind of a bad person i don't want to be hanging out with them yeah 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 and that messes everything up because if you're 
if you want to transform, make room for them to be transforming and let accept that they are transforming if you're transforming and just be let it be what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. You know? And that's anyway. like, it's like, you know, if if uh you know you have all your friends and your your acquaintances from this unhealed version of you in the past versus this newer version of you that's healed or on the path of healing, you know, a much different human being than they were seven years ago, for example, like obviously the people that are around them now, you know, that are more attracted to them, their vibe, they're on a similar wavelength, however you want to word that um, versus these people of your past that had this certain version of you that they saw in, in reality. And it's like, well, of course, like, you know, they're going to say, Oh, you know, he's this and this and this, because they knew that version of you, whether they've seen you in the last seven years or not, like this is the way they paint you and just not letting that, like just loving them anyways. And, you know, you know, I respect that's, that's based on your feelings about yourself projected onto me that has nothing to do with me. And, you know, I'm okay because I have people around me that, you know, I, vibe with I you know it's you vibe with your tribe type of thing and like you don't need these parasites around you in a sense of like they have this version of you that doesn't exist anymore but it's still trapped in their mind yeah it's all story it's a yeah. story of who you are actually when I first got into when I first was like the the beginning steps to waking up literally like the first night of having a big psychedelic experience it was at a music festival and my instinct after getting into the space of the psychedelia was to find a way to construct a weird face covering mask. It was like sunglasses and something over my mouth and a, a turn something weird into a hat. And my thinking was that if nobody could see my face, no one knew who I was under there, then I could be anybody mm -hmm. in that moment to them. And it it's ironic because now we've, got the uh, inversion of this idea by putting everyone in a mask, but it's all the same mask. Yeah, right. It's not like something you that's an expression of uniqueness, because that's what the whole point of persona, which is Latin for mask, and also happens to be the concept of your personality. Mm. The whole point of it was it that or for ego was to be an outer expression of your uniqueness, and something that you can take on and off with different people in different situations in a tactical way or in a, you know, just a flow way, like the way that you are around your mom and dad might not be exactly the same as the way you are around your girlfriend, but that right. doesn't make you inauthentic. What makes you inauthentic is when the persona you wear is the politically correct one. And it's the same answer that everyone else is giving. Yeah. Which is what we're trained to do in school indoctrination. The whole point of it, is to teach you to give the answer that the collective is giving, which is back to something I said earlier about living from the the outer world leading the inner world instead of the inner world leading the outer world. So yeah. even the idea of masks or personas needs to be readdressed and not completely vilified or demonized because there's a place for that or it wouldn't even exist in our imagination or in the reality. And just realize that in any moment uh, when you're interacting with new and in the unknown, 
that regardless of if you're covering your face or not with new people and in, in new places and new situations, you get to decide, um, you know, the persona that you're playing and they don't, if they don't know you yet, you have all this, there's this really fun zone of liminal space where you could potentially be anything to them and mm. play with that and explore that. And it's fun. And that's why it's good to get around new people. And then when you come back to the older people uh, in your life, and if they're ready to really, it's not like you need to force them to let go of the story, just expressing your uniqueness and staying in flow is going to show them anyway that the story is different. And if you got to let them go because they're trying to lock you into a version of you that they're eating, that they need to eat your light, it needs to be that, then let them go because hmm. uh, the great thing about human beings as vessels for the light and for the eternal life force energy is that um, that light, like think of the Pink Floyd cover, the prism reflect, refracting the light. Right. It isn't about life or light being a prison, like some people will say. It's just about the fact that as the one life force energy steps down into further levels of multiplicity and potential, which is meaning it loves itself more and more and sees itself more and more and becomes more different, more internally differentiated, that that plays out as archetypal energies. And we, as a, whenever we widen the bandwidth of reality that we can perceive and experience, part of that is a paradoxical narrowing too. Narrowing, narrowing of persona into archetype. And you can start to recognize what archetype is living through people and speaking through people. You might let someone go in your life or move away from somebody. And then within a week, somebody that's like the same height as them and has the same first name and right. feels a certain similar energy in your life will just show up out of nowhere. And yeah. I say this all the time that it's a real fact that what is true cannot you cannot get away from it you can't like letting go of of something doesn't mean you lose what was true mm. it means that you drop the story and you yeah. open your hand for new to show up and a new version of that so whatever role someone plays in your life whatever archetype someone fills for you that you love letting them go if like letting them go even if it means setting a boundary which is a high level of compassion to get yes. away from Healthy to separate yourself, yeah. healthy boundary, that the archetype will show up again somewhere down the road, probably not even that far down the road, and it will be healed and whole to the level of which you have healed yourself and made yourself yes. more, more whole. And it might even be the same person, but it 100%. might not. Maybe that same person, or might be that same human being, I should say. <laughs> the persona will show up again, though, on a different face in a oh, way. Yeah. So like you can't ever lose any no love can ever be lost that's what i'm saying no 100%. love can ever be lost if it's real only story can be shed because fiction is that which without us to create it did not exist prior and will not exist after lies require maintenance it's the hallmark of an artificial reality this is michael wan mm. such a good dude michael yeah. wan said this that uh the hallmark of artificial reality is that A, it requires a circular logic feedback loop to exist, which means there's some foundational belief that you have to hold on to as true that has no evidence in reality and is purely story. And then two, you have to keep feeding it for it to exist. Hmm. Just like a lie, lies require constant maintenance. They require upkeep. So 
whatever in your life requires that type of constant upkeep and it has a circular logic belief to it, that is what is fiction and that is the artificial reality. And as soon as you can lean more into the real, the real, real, uh, and let, let those things go, the more love and potential will automatically in your life. That's why he refers to it as the larger reality, because it's the higher level of potential, really, that you're entering, which is the, the Tao. That is the effortless effort, because you increase the level of potential, you're also opening the space for the divine to give you exactly what you needed when you need it. And it's only the people that are stuck in story, they're exercising their free will choice to be in lack. The only reason they're in lack is because they freely chose it. That's why everything that is conspiratorial, everything that is harming us from the they is all an offer that we accepted the offer and we killed ourselves. They no death is a psyop. There's no boogeyman that's going to kill you. You're only going to kill yourself. The end, end of story. Conspiracy is only useful to research insofar. And I'm not saying don't research it. I'm huge into it. Right. It's only useful insofar as you can figure out where you're connected to that death energy and accepting it and embodying it and let that go. And at that point, you don't even need to keep looking at that thing anymore. You know, it's out there. It is what it is. You can help other people see it too, but it's only useful to look at this dark, like evil stuff. It's only there as a hurdle or part of the, the, the course that you're meant to go running towards and jump over. And, um, you know, get past it, not be right. connected you know, the, to it. The victim narrative of, you know, these so are if you the hate human trafficking, blame. stop yeah. looking at porn. <laughs> right. There it is. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we, we, we can point to the elites and this is why people are starving in the world and, you know, create all these, uh, you know, people to blame for the problems that we face as a culture, which, you know, rightfully so, but uh, directly taking our power back and putting down the baggage we carry that affects us negatively and empowering ourselves by living out our best lives to the best of our ability by using these tools of awareness that you've been talking about this whole chat, man, of just, you know, changing these negative patterns and this lack mentality into uh, complete abundance and infinite possibilities and not, um, you know, recycling the same, uh, you know, driving in circles mentality of, you know, it's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. It's like, and we just love pointing the finger to someone else rather than, you know, admitting to ourselves, like, no, we did it to ourselves. We freely accepted every single decision we chose to make came down to us choosing that. And we had, we had the choice also to choose something other than that, that we chose not to at that point in our time. And we have to forgive ourselves as well to know, you know, we did the best of our abilities at that point in our journey. And that's okay. Like, that's what got us here right now, like to this present moment, like you are, I don't know if it was you that said this or someone else, but everyone you meet is a a version of all the decisions they made up to that point. And that's who they are or something like that. But basically every, every choice they've ever made is the completion of who they are in that moment. So 
and all their ancestors before that so it's really like think how improbable it is that you're that we're even talking right now and so there it is everything's a miracle there you go be stoked on it literally (laughs) it is a fucking miracle man like the fact that we're talking the fact you know this lights being projected through this screen right now i have a working microphone (laughs) like it's all fucking magical man and that's the beauty everything's magic I love it, man. Um, That's my thing to, to, I believe that I feel that I know that for sure. Dude. But I, I honestly just got to take a second to say like, this is the most free flowing conversation I think I've ever had in my life. So uh, I got to give you props for this, man. Like this has been fucking beautiful. That's how I like to do it, bro. Like I, I haven't looked I at my the notes reflection once. because like this, <laughs> yeah. it just keeps getting better for me too. Every time yeah. I get on with, with somebody like the vibes just grow. And to me, it's proof of what I am expressing in my opinion is accurate because yes, um, it's simple. I'll say this a million times. And I don't mind. I'll say it to everybody that wants to hear it. The universe or life is energy and vibration so that means that's what it all really is. So what it all boils down to. And so what that means is the only thing about you that's real is your energy. So yes. all this banging your head against the wall, trying to fix the external world, trying to, you know, repair the relationship while you're also smoking crack or whatever. Right. Uh, you've got it backwards. You don't need to figure out how to quit smoking crack. You need to figure out the healthy boundaries between you and the external. You need to figure out how to lean on the inner before the outer. And oftentimes what that means is just putting the brakes on all the stuff in the outer to the best of your ability. Maybe you can't quit your job, but you can probably break up with the, the or stop hanging out with or, or whatever with people. And like I said, if it's real, they won't go anywhere. Just put the brakes on. Right. And, but honestly, it's probably bad for you. If you are smoking crack, it's not because you suck. It's because there are people in your life that you are feeding your light to mm. and you're not self-containing and you got holes. This whole religious idea of being holy, meaning that you self-sacrifice and you die on the cross for everyone's sins. They're laughing in your face because they know that your energy field by even just believing this Messiah shit is holy. Like there's holes in it. And right. what you really need is W H O L E, mm. right? You need to be whole and not holy. 100%. So, and it's like all a big trick and uh, call me whatever you want. I'm not hating on, I don't despise Christianity. I want people to understand the real message of the Christ, which was that right. all this you can do and more when he said that and not, 100%. and they make the whole, the religious institutions make the whole story of Jesus about how he died in the horrific torture and this human sacrifice narrative. And all <laughs> that, in my opinion, is even an incorrect interpretation of what was meant to be metaphor for killing your person Mm. killing your legal personhood killing the citizenship that you uh, interact with the government with freeing yourself from going back to the undefined natural aspect of yourself because there's no such thing as death i'm sure of that and that means that the jesus christ couldn't have died either and right. the whole story of him dying on the cross for your sins that they told you from this time you were a little kid was to make you believe in death and to make you believe that your ultimate, the ultimate hero is the one that dies for everybody. Right. Wrong. That's inversion. That is Satanism. Sorry. I know that's <laughs> going to rub people the wrong way, 
and you want to believe in this sacrifice of your savior being what keeps you from hell, but actually it's what created hell. Mm. It's what created hell. Hell is a debtor's prison. Look it up in the Webster's 1828 dictionary. Mm. Hell is a dungeon underneath the castle of a Lord where they throw the debtors. Sin, look it up in the dictionary. It means debt. What mm. is debt? It is your relationship to the state. From the moment that you were born and granted a citizenship after they cut you, cut your cord, cut you away from the wholeness of the placenta and yes. put you and stamp the sole of your foot with the ink that puts you into bondage. Like literally they take your soul as a baby against your will. So it's non-consensual contract is null and void end of story. You are free. None of that is real. You don't even have to do anything to correct your status with the state. You just need to know your rights and your rights are everything except what takes away other people's rights. So I'm getting a little fired up right now. Yeah. But my point is that you don't oh, have to good. die for the world. You need to chill. And like, if that means do nothing for a while and cut people out of your life for a while, and just see what happens when that energy is not present. If maybe you don't even feel like smoking crack anymore to keep with that metaphor. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, I think it'll work personally, because I've been there and I've tried these methods and yeah, less is more for a while. Um, just build up your charge. If, if the only thing that's real about life or reality is energy and vibration, then all that you can do, all that you need to worry about doing is managing your energy. And you do that with healthy boundaries, as in you seal up the holes in your container and stop letting the vampiric uh, bullshit puncture you from the outside and eat your light and see what happens to the external world whenever you hold some charge for a while. This going back to porn, maybe try not ejaculating for a while as a male. Right. Uh, see what that does for you personally. Not rigid, Won't like you, you never can. Don't say you never can. Don't say that, like, if I do ejaculate, I'm less and I lose. It's not I about never that. say never period <laughs> yeah actually just figure you'll you'll if your goal is to not just spill your essence willy-nilly in that sense and in the sense of how you how you uh love other people instead just love yourself and let your light and your love for self and for life shine an example to them that is how you love other people by mm. living the best fucking life you can that's what makes people want to know what you think and what you're about They'll even ask you about chemtrails, maybe like, but if you try to just hammer that over the head with them while you're smoking a cigarette, they're going to be like this motherfucker, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm right. serious. Like yeah. you're going to listen to a thing you say, if your life sucks, exactly. Get your life right. And then you'll have it. That's how you win friends and influence people is live an amazing life that is attractive from the outside. So 100%. all you can manage is your vibe, your energy and how good you feel and following the fun and only what's a hell. Yes. Not a hell. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Believe me when I say that you can live this way. It might take a while to work out the details and rearrange your life to get there. That's fine. But don't look at it like there's all this rearranging and shuffling of the furniture to, to get there. Look at it like if you fix your energy and you set the healthy boundaries and you get your vibe right and you feel stoked about life again and, and you've got charge, you're in charge. If you've mm -hmm. got charge, you're in charge. And uh, yeah, retention for, for males is a is a big aspect of your charge. 100%. Uh, so you get your charge right, your boundaries right, the entire external world will rearrange itself based on the new boundaries and the different energy. You don't really, I mean, there's things that you will do in the external world that symbolize that the new steps you're taking, but they'll all come easily and they'll all work themselves out in the moment when it's most in flow. And that's the Wu way, that's effortless effort. 
And now that you know about it, if you didn't already know, you don't have to just grind all the time. Right. You don't have to like, that's a, that's a stage of life grinding and doing things that are hard and banging your head against the wall and making yourself bloody. And that's, a, that's part of our development. But now you know that there's a different way. Yes. And now that you know, you can't unknow that. So maybe why not give it a shot? Why not see what it's like? Because right. it's totally safe. And it's actually what is being asked of you right now by Cootie's world by 2020 and 2021. It's right. in the sky clock. There's a reason this is all happening that they want you to think that they're in control of all this. But are you sure? Because it looks like a clusterfuck to me. It looks like it looks like it's just, you know, trying to hurt a bunch of chaotic cats. Right. So just trust that maybe it's life trying to help us see the Wu way and that the middle managers that want to keep eating your light are just trying to scare you into thinking they're doing all this. But it's not really like that. I mean, I don't think anyone's in charge of everything. I think you can only be in charge of your own personal energy. End of story everyone else that might do your bidding if you're like some evil overlord i guess that's out there they're still doing it of their own free will free will is spirit is in all things and spirit is free will there's nothing mm -hmm. but free will and so you can't really take that away that's what it is in the end of rant <laughs> dude i love it man i i i i don't even know how to follow that up man it's like <laughs> I feel like, you know, Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was epic as hell. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what I'm striving, striving towards, man. And, uh, it's this whole journey has been surreal as hell, man, just to, you know, get to know people like yourself. And like, it seems like, you know, the more I work on myself, the more I meet people that are, you know, meeting me where I'm at and where I continue to go. And it's like, we're all kind of coming out of the woodwork. Like we're all kind of coming out of our caves in a sense of because life force energy is the aspect of creation. That is oneness. Yes. The self, all is self self is life force energy. It's the mm. stripped down bare raw life force energy. And that's why what I say is that those of us who are in the flow state are in the know together. If we're mm. in the flow, we're in the know, or it's all the same flow. Like, that's right. why I can do the cards in the morning and people are like, wow, that's my life. Maybe we're hitting it at a different point because the wave is big and we're at different parts of perspective, but we're on the same wave. But right. the reason why synchronicity feels like it's not real to people that are in fake stories is because they're, they're living in a story, in a fiction. Mm. The reality is the one life force energy and we're all part of it. So exactly what you said is true. The more I work on myself, the more I experience people at the level that I'm at all the time. And mm. that is your confirmation that it's working. Synchronicity right. is like a clue for sure. And I keep interrupting, but like, I'm still, no, no, you said, so. <laughs> dude, this has been fucking epic, man. And you know, you're a pure example of somebody who's doing the work and embodying love and, you know, being the change you wish to see in the world and creating this new paradigm that we're all waiting for. Like, where's the, where's the ascension to 5d? Like, bitch, we're creating it. <laughs> like it's here. Yeah, we're, we're already there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're listening to this. You just, you just found out that you're already there. Yeah. And it's a matter of like, are you leaning? Which world are you leaning in? Cause you're in both that you're, you're everything at once. Yep. I couldn't agree more brother. Well, Dude, um, like I said, this has been fucking epic for the millionth time, and uh, I can't thank you enough for I coming feel it. on. I'm so fucking happy we finally connected, man. 
I've enjoyed listening to many of your shows and, you know, you've, you've got me to see from so many different perspectives and, um, you know, kind of helping me uh, merge together, you know, different philosophies and perspectives I've had on life as well. And it's all coming full circle, man. It's, it's all surreal, man. Life is a fucking trip and it's a beautiful one at that. So, yeah, Thank I think you, the man. 5D thing is where life and dream or waking and dream start to blur. And you're just like, it's both at once. It's awesome. Yes. And I uh, appreciate the reflection, man. I wouldn't be able to hit the, these notes if you weren't in the, if you weren't like, you know, witness and co-collaborator. It's awesome. So you're the man. You're, you're everything that you admire about people is because you're that. So keep that in mind, everyone out there. If you enjoy this or you enjoy Andre or any other podcasters, it's like, they're not your guru. They're telling you, exactly. they're showing you your potential and who you are. You wouldn't have been attracted to it if you weren't that. 100% brother. Well, I just want to uh, give you a chance, man, to um, tell them where they can find you one last time. And I guess any last words you have for the listeners? Interversepodcast.com is the hub for my show. So you can find on my YouTube channel or my rock fan it's probably the coolest place to watch. I'm on other stuff like Odyssey and BitChute, but YouTube won't mart martyr me. I, they don't want to draw that type of attention to me, but they will cover me up in the algorithm. So it might help to just go direct link to the YouTube channel to find the episodes. Because if you like search someone's name and interverse, you won't find it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll put it all in the description for you, brother. And uh, yeah, thanks again, and, man. And I would love to work with people on the tuning, the tuning yeah. fork stuff, or uh, personal divination work where we just flip some cards, no wrong answers. We find out what you think about what you're asking about or whatever. So I can do both of those type of sessions one-on-one -on -one with folks. Also feels important to add that we have a Telegram group chat going. If you're Beautiful. not using Telegram, but you're using other social media, I'm sorry, but you need to stop and please get on Telegram because that's where the party at. We have probably the greatest group chat on earth for Interverse going where what I would call it is like the human search engine. So instead of asking Google and getting uh, where they lie and say 12 billion search results, but it only goes to page 20 if you keep <laughs> clicking through. Right. I'm serious about that. Try it sometime. Google is making the Internet smaller and smaller all the time and only right. showing you. I've, luckily, you know, st still can find Interverse if you Google it, oddly enough. But my point is, instead of getting the algorithm version of the answer, you can ask humans that have been there and have experience and a wide diversity of experience your question, or you can be one of them in the group that answers questions, or we can just cut loose and laugh, whatever, but it's like, it's the party. It's so fun. Human search engine, uh, human connection. I've even been meeting people in real life from a Telegram group. like. This is it right now. The whole, I think the, whole, the next phase of the sky clock situation is it's time to get together and do stuff off screen Fuck and, yeah, and uh, see where that takes us. So we'd love to see people hop into the telegram chat. We'd love to work with people one-on-one -on -one, fun with people. There's that work again, so hard to change the language, but we do what our bet we do our, our best to uh, come up with more accurate ways of describing. So anyway, those things are great, but there's tons of content that I make that you can find from my website or from my channels, the podcast, the main show, Interverse, the fun 
live show, vibrant, so fun. There's one tomorrow night, uh, and it's every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central. And stay, like, turn on the notification bell to my YouTube channel if it lets you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, kick into our live streams in the mornings where I read cards. It's sort of, you get a free version of what I could do with you one-on-one that's for everybody, and it will resonate because – it's just, it is what it is. Like it always resonates. You'll, yeah. you'll hear what you think about things. Yeah. Flow state. Okay. If, if nothing else, just watch me do flow state and see if that like kicks you into some flow state, because I think that that's how it works is it witnessing flow state inspires it. Exactly, man. I, I couldn't agree more, man. Like just you showing up being who you are right now is like inspiring others to do the same. And it's like a ripple effect and it should accomplished. Yeah. (laughs) It's all, we're all right back at you though. Takes one to no one. Yeah. We're all reflections, man. And you know, when we have clear mirrors to see and no fog, like possibilities are infinite, man and endless. So yeah. Thank you all for listening out there. Um, you know, I'll definitely have to have my brother Chance back on. This has been fucking amazing. And uh, I hope you all have a beautiful week and uh, infinite joy um, today and all the tomorrows that come. Much love. Big thanks. Peace and love. Con Prime, ¿recibes bombillas en un día? Edison estaría orgulloso. Mm-hmm. Orgullosísimo. Recibe rápido los esenciales diarios. Prime, lo cambia todo.